Welcome to episode number 95 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always with me, host Stefan Loeffler at Junk Wax Twins. Oh, hi. Ben Wilson at our trading cards. And I'm Tim Scheffler at Big Shep 79. We are a podcast by collectors for collectors. Uh, I'm going to bring you a smart and insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on the YouTube, American Periscope, Central. Facebook Live. Follow us on Twitter about the cards. We uh, we have a podcast. The podcast is pretty much available everywhere. Check out the website uh, about the cards.wordpress.com. We have a hobby icon with a special guest host tonight, Ryan Cracknell, Beckett Media Hobby Editor. What's up, Ryan? How are we doing tonight, bud? Good. I feel like part of the NWO with that intro. You like that, right? <laughs> we had to we had to get new music because the other one sounded uh, you know kind of hokey. We had for a while, and some people have actually said they miss it. Uh, it, to me, it reminds me of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays uniforms. Like we thought it was a good idea when we started, <laughs> we realized uh, no, these uniforms are trash, and we need to do something. Uh, you know, so we uh, we rebranded just a little bit, trying to look a little more professional. It's the story was, of my life. That was definitely a Bill Vex special. You know, some white socks, shorts from the seventies. Yes, definitely. So, guys, how's your week been? How's uh? Quarantine week, what, like six or seven? I don't even know where we're on. I, I can't even count anymore. But uh, how have you all been? So I guess nobody's going to answer then. No. <laughs> well, I was waiting no. for you to say something, Steph. Well, obviously. No, uh, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, I'd uh, been busy at work, uh, stepping up a little bit here and there, um, and uh, – Trying to keep everything organized. I finished Bowman, Bowman Chrome, Bowman Draft, Bowman Draft Prospects, Bowman Chrome Prospects, Bowman Prospects, Chrome, Bowman, uh, everything that falls underneath that branch. Except for Bowman First Edition because, well, nobody can get it. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that later tonight. So, uh, outstanding. Let's get into last week's releases, the, uh, the week that was. Tops Living Week 110. Uh, we had... Card 303, Dylan Batances, pitcher, New York Mets. And card 304, Bo Bichette, rookie, shortstop of the Blue Jays. The numbers did not update today, as I, or I didn't see them. Um, and I kind of believe that's due to they had some site issues and some things going on no. there. So I expect to see that probably to, or late tonight, early tomorrow. So we'll, we'll have an update next week of where that was. It was probably a pretty decent week. I mean, speaking of Bichette was, was in there. So, um, you know. We will, we will see. It was a New York week, and uh, we have a, a similar theme this week. And here's what the cards look like. Contest's new team with the Mets. And uh, yeah. and that Bo Bichette picture comes from the uh, father-like son picture with him and Kevin Biggio uh, in the batting mm -hmm. cages. So from uh, 2020 this year. Uh, also last week, 2020 Tops XFL football, the one and done. Uh, in the 1920 Upper Deck Opeachy, uh Platinum Hockey all dropped last week. Hot off the press is this week's new releases. Tops Living Week 111. Card 305. We have Julio Tehran, pitcher of the Los Angeles Angels. And card 306, Gavin Lux, rookie second baseman of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So it was all New York, or it was uh, New York and Met, uh, Toronto last week and all Los Angeles this week. And uh, Tehran's on a new team with the Angels. And it's a pretty good looking card. They got a good smile on him, and then uh, Lux is looking all kinds of serious. So, uh, not uh, a pretty exciting week. We'll, uh, I like that. That's a good. That's a good like happy photo, and 
Kind of reminds you of, like the the Francisco Lindor one, you know, mm-hmm. the huge smile. It's it, it's interesting too with Gavin Lux being serious, um, you know, side by side this week. You know, it's yin and yang. It's night and day. It's kind of a Comedy fun contrast. Tragedy. Yeah, I thought Lux was like resting on a fence or something. He looks kind of sleepy to me. Yeah, really? it looks good. It was just kind of taking like a nap. Yeah, it's a, they're both solid cards. I like them. Yeah, you know. He's just looking for Max Muncy to get out of his way, right? That's right. So he can go play. Um, so check out at Top Sleeping Staff for full breakdown where these cards fall respectively in the set by team and position when uh, those drop. We also have 2020 Bowman first edition drop uh, online today. Tops.com only product. It's $14, $15 a pack. You're going to get 10 cards a pack. Basically, it's the 150 card uh, pro- all prospect base sta- uh, base set stamped with the first edition. Uh, they said it's going to be on sale for three days via tops.com with limited availability of packs uh, per day, which ended up being, I think, 24, which would make sense for like a retail box. Is uh, that they usually sell on their site as 24 packs? Uh, there's seven parallels numbered to 150 or less. Chrome autos are going to be randomly inserted. And the first time they actually did the stamped, or they did the first edition releases, were in 04 and 05. Mm-hmm. Some some prospects to look for on the 150 uh, checklist. Wander Franco have a card in there, and Adley Rushman. Uh, but you're also going to have first Bowmans of Jason Dominguez, the Yankees prospect, Bobby Witt Jr. And I'm not sure if this is his first Bowman or not, but Glenn Allen Hill Jr. That name just kind of stood out to me because I loved mm-hmm. Glenn Allen Hill. And uh, I'm not sure if this is his son's first or second Bowman release. Um, I think it's a second because I think he might have been in draft, but the name was just too cool. And I was like, hey, we're all about the juniors lately. You know, Bobby Witt Jr., Guerrero Jr., Tatis Jr., you know. So. But I know people had problems going on, and they were, they were supposed to go live. It was between 4 and 5 Eastern, so 1 o'clock here, 1 and 2 on the West Coast. And I went on about 5 or 6 minutes to 1, and they were for sale. But you had to log in. To make your purchase and when i went to try to log in i kept getting the 505 air uh that everybody was receiving and i tried for a few minutes and i stopped and then i saw later they tweeted out hey we're trying to work on the site it'll be up later uh, i guess it was because they ended up pushing out more sales after that um i've seen packs of this being listed already is a confirmed order from on ebay for like 60 bucks for for a pack that someone paid 15 dollars for um which hey you're, you're free to do um and we all knew that's kind of why everybody was trying to ch- t- uh, chase them down. So, but uh, guys, what, what do you think? I mean, are you excited? I saw the Royals and the Giants each have, I think, four guys. So I might try to run them down uh, as a team set, but I'm not going to lose my mind over it if I don't ever end up with one. A lot, a lot of it depends on what they sell for in the secondary. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to know how much of this actually gets opened as opposed to stays closed. Um, I mentioned on the hobby hotline this past weekend, if you, if that's your thing and you do get your hands on some of this, it might be really, really smart not to, to open it. Um, uh, just kind of keep them closed and, and wait for the baseball season. Um, especially maybe Ryan knows how they're going to be packed out, but I imagine it'll be a closed pack like that black pack right there. Uh, I'm assuming. So that's what I know. I, yeah, okay. I wasn't there for the pack out. Yeah, if oh, you I could thought, see, I they flew yeah. you down for every pack out so you could observe it and witness. 
Well, then I would be, well, I guess I'm stuck at home already. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, our, our border is pretty close right now. It would seem like this is the pack. I, I, I would imagine. Mock-up. Yeah, you know, if that's the pack, then you're not going to be able to see inside of it. So that's going to help. Um, you know, obviously, if it was a cello pack or some kind of a visible pack of some sort, then that would change the variable altogether if there was a huge name on the front. But, um, yeah, you know, what, what a disaster. I mean, you know, if you're going to roll out something like this, you know it's going to be huge because everybody and their brother's going to want to grab some Bowman uh, with, with the, the Bowman base having been pushed back at least until the end of May. And the site crashes. I mean, I, I know we, we know a few people. Um, our friend Chris from Crack and Wax confirmed that he got 24 packs today. But, um, you know, how many how many people actually got packs today? I don't know. I got I got close. Uh, I Mind you, I was hitting refresh on my computer for about two hours and getting the 503 or whatever the error number. I think I actually had like four different error numbers at, uh, at some point. But, yeah. It is what it is. I did work out. I, if the math holds up, um, the platinum, the 101 parallels are like one in 1375 packs, 1375. And if there's 150 of them, that gives us like 200,000 packs. So that was kind of one of those. If I wanted to be persistent and get pa- I think I had 10 in my in my shopping cart. And uh, I ultimately decided to go make dinner and move on. And I, I might try again tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not a huge Bowman guy myself. Uh, but the Jason Dominguez, you know, I, I'll admit I'm falling for the hype right now. You know, he, he looks really good. And he plays for the Yankees. And if I manage to have one of his cards slide across my desk, that helps fund a whole lot of Expos. That's true. <laughs> no, it definitely does. Uh, James definitely. in the chat says this is exactly what uh, Tops wanted. Blowout, use their bots. Uh, and his Tops is going to have ship a few big packages. And, I, bl- you know, the thing with the bots, we we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, but I believe that's going to kind of be eliminated because you actually had to log- physically log in um, to do that. I was logged in before uh, 1 o'clock uh, to, just to make sure, like, I had all my pay- my payment information was all saved and uh, ready to go. Uh, or my shipping address and all that stuff um, because I used the PayPal through there, but I want to make sure everything was, was logistically right. I didn't close the page. Uh, I went back and when again, I was already logged out. So you physically had to log back in. That was a big part of the problem. And I think that's what they were trying to do because of, we're going to talk later about the project 2020 and some of the artist proof stuff. And I, I believe that's why they were making you log in. So it wasn't just mm-hmm. you go in and, you're able to put them in the cart and get to a checkout spot and then able to fill out there. You actually had to log in first because before you could add stuff to your cart and then go and log in once you were in the cart. So I don't know if you guys have ever experienced anything buying anything from tops directly, but uh, I believe that's how the process was before. Uh, we also have 2020 tops definitive collection uh, dropping on Friday. Uh, it's going to be around $1,100 a box or so. Um, there's some varying prices, but uh, it's definitely very hot. It's one pack per box, eight cards per pack. You're going to get six uh, autographs, two mem cards. There's 48 cards in the set, all numbered to 50 or less. Um, if it's uh, unless it's a cut, all the product, all the autographs are going to be on card for us. So you're going to have uh, retired players, uh, rookies, and veterans on there. The cuts are going to be one of ones, and a couple of new additions this year. They're going to have the, the 
defining accolades autograph and defining the decades autographs. And they also have ones, the one of ones that will have brand logos or jersey buttons, laundry tags, MLB logos or team logos. So some nice patches coming out of this product. Um, besides um, really like, I, I mean, I, I don't know what, what, what's much higher than definitive when it comes out is like, you know, a comparable thing would be what national treasures for Panini as far as like yeah. you know, the patches and the buttons and that stuff that's coming out of the boxes. Yeah, it's it's nice stuff. It's just that's that's not my realm myself. It's uh, I, I might pick up a couple here and there if there's some players that I like for cheap, but it's a whole different realm from oh. what I'm used to. Oh yeah, you're talking. Uh, you know, if you have a box for eleven hundred bucks and eight cards, like that, that's one, some serious coinage per card. Yeah, yeah. And, and one I would hope that hope that all of them are on card, uh, especially we're going to do it at that value. But two, um, you, you, the, the, there better not be any plain, just regular white relics or no offense to the bat. At least there's the auto there, but um, you, you're should hope that they're not going to have just your plain tops rollout relic auto. I don't think we're going to see something we'd, we'd see in like a flagship product. Right. This is always one of my favorite breaks to watch products to be watching to watch breaks of and just be an observer from far away. It's like, okay, it's not my money. that's being wasted, but Hey, I can enjoy it just as much as the next guy um, while they're opening it. And then it's especially when you have a, a good breaker too, and they make like, they get really excited behind it and they're, they're pumped to be even opening the product um, that adds to it a little bit for me. Um, so um, it, that's going to be out Friday. Uh, and then one more product this week, 2020 Tops Transcendent Collection Hall of Fame Edition. Baseball drops uh, Friday. Uh, I didn't see a, an exact price, but we all know they've gone for about $25,000, $26,000 a case before. 50 cards uh, in that box. Uh, you're going to get the 50-card Hall of Fame uh, Icons base set, 50-card Hall of Fame sketch card reproduction set, 40 Transcendent Collection autographs, a one Sandy Koufax through the years autograph. That's a one of one. A 1954 Topps baseball superfractor autograph, one of one. A cut sig, which is a one of one. A sketch card, one of one. A graded Hall of Fame buyback, and one VIP experience invitation. All cards are on. Are all all autographs are on card. And Sandy Koufax, uh, they're going to be using with his. Uh, you know, through the years, that's all using past Topps designs. And then there's some cool things in there, like um, the oversized cut signatures. They have some like full like like induction classes, of the Hall of Famers, like four Hall of Famers. That's a nice touch, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I I heard Doug and Dan talking about, or especially D Doug on Mojo Break talking about this, how they, they 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 this is the first time they've not done transcendent, and they had an opportunity to, to buy as much as they wanted of it, but they said no because they noticed when that the hall of famers when they're regular transcendent just don't carry the premium the price tag of the product actually carries mm -hmm. so when you sell spots and people trying to like even if you try to break even or recoup just really isn't there unless you hit just like the perfect guy like i'd say like the jackie robinson autograph would probably do you pretty well but even having you know sandy koufax's autograph in there is it going to set the world on fire and being it and you know everybody's looking for trout and uh, you know, Otani and, and Tatis and Guerrero and all those guys and Robert. 
Um, that's what drives the transcendent product. It's not the Hall of Famers because they sign, you know, and they they'll sign for whatever you pretty much whatever you want. And they have their lineup of guys. So I just don't know how well this is going to do. Plus the invitation, like the VIP experience, can that can we even see that happening <laughs> in the next calendar? Who's going to be there? They yeah. haven't said who's going to be there, and yeah. So I don't I know what you guys think. I saw George Brett has a has a card in there. Um, I'll keep an eye out. I'm not going to bend over backwards to find it, you know. But if I find you know somebody that, that spent 25 grand and they're trying to you know, you got to assume a base card is going to run you up, what, 150, 100 bucks, maybe? Not, uh, not necessarily. For 20 in the pat yeah, yeah. for uh, like uh, expos. So Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson. I personally haven't paid more than 20. I've waited a while, but uh, patience can pay off. Yeah. yeah I, I've gotten Ivory Henderson uh, for between 25 to 35. The sketch cards, um, I think I paid a little bit more through Brent Williams last year because there was four A's. Uh, in the 2019 transcendent, and so I, I bought it for like 40 bucks a piece, 35 bucks a piece. I forget what it was. Now, are the um, sketch cards as good as the ones they have in gallery? They're no, they're better. Yeah, they're 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 what gallery wishes it could be. But look, look at that Garrick that's on screen. If you're if you're watching and not listening, it, it's a solid solid base card. Much nicer mm. than the, the regular transcendent's been in the past couple of years. I'm very curious. There's a Eckersley and a Henderson base. I'm curious to see how it compares to the regular transcendent of the last couple of years, if they sell for more or less, because there's only going to be 50 of them this time. You know, last couple of years, there there have been, you know, 80-something cases. Of, yeah, of it started, I think the first year was 50, then it was 87. Mm-hmm. First year was, was like 60, 62 or something like that. Yeah, it was that. a weird number, and then it was then it was 87, and then went to, I think, 100 the last couple. Yeah, last, last year was 100, so... Yeah, it'd be you know now, now you're talking about a, out of fifty premium, how many of them are actually going to hit the secondary, um, as opposed to people that do have that kind of coin. You know, if I if I was independently wealthy, I'd buy a case and just keep them all because why not? Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about having you know lot, lot, lots of you know lots of junk wax era sales. Well, the big thing about this is the VIP experience. I mean, that's usually what sells somebody to, to yeah. get into this because that experience of going down and getting to meet XYZ superstar, uh, get, getting the swag bags. I mean, because the Transcendent Packs, this last party, they got like seven or eight of them in your little giveaway bag. And those packs were selling for quite a bit of money, you know. So, and all it had was, was cards that were, you know, stamped with the transcendent logo uh you know and so people got really excited about them and so we'll we'll see what it does and again this is one i'll, I'll watch from afar and, and enjoy and go hey that's cool god if someone gave me that i'd be happy but you know i'd much rather you know take that twenty five thousand dollars and uh you know do something you know a lot more valuable than uh than open a little, uh suitcase of baseball cards i guess so- i buy a lot of 87 tops uh, I was trying to look these up to see if I could find anything comparable on eBay, and this is my only result. Sold ten through for one hundred and seventy-two. I'm presuming that's uh, the Canadian dollar there. Um, how is that even remotely getting your money back? Well, that's for definitive. Is it? Yeah. What? <clears throat> stupid, stupid eBay. 
I, I search one thing, it gets me the results for another. Uh huh. It, it's part of it. It's part of it too. They, there's a lot of transcendent out now. Like this is the second one in a month. Not yeah, that tennis, tennis is comparable, but there was tennis, and then we have the wrestling one coming up. You know, maybe maybe in a month, month or two. And I don't know. It, I, I'm not a breaker, but that seems tough. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of high end stuff trying to put out there, and, and um, especially at this time too. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about was it a couple weeks ago, guys? They had flaw like at one point, like flawless football, and um, was it National Treasure? Or something was all dropping like at the back to back weeks with uh, you know. Like one of the other one, one high end baseball product and was like, like our tribute, yeah, tribute baseball was coming out. That's a high end, but it's a you know, higher dollar product. And it's like, man, that's a lot of like, and then they everything kind of got sort of getting pushed back and moved around. So make sure you check out Ryan's articles on Beckett.com slash news for a lot of more details and some great photographs and team breakdowns on, um, on all these releases. Uh, it's a great resource, especially if you're like us and we're building, we're putting team sets together, we're team collectors. They have, all that in there. If you're a player collector, you can see uh, all the different uh, parallels and autographs and mem cards that uh, might be associated there. So let's hop into what's brewing next week's release. Uh, next week's releases. Uh, so we have some updates. So last week I told you, God, we had like seven things that were supposed to come out. So uh, 2019, 2020 Panini Noir got moved from the 22nd today to the to May 15th, along with all of the following. So it looks like Panini's pushing everything that was supposed to come out this week to May 15th, hoping by then they can get it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these all could change. 2020 Panini Contenders Draft Picks Collegiate Football, 1920 Mosaic Basketball, 2020 Score Football, and 2020 Sage Hit Draft High Series Football uh, got pushed to 13 different company. But it looks like they're all pushing it out about a month uh, to hopefully be able to get all these out here. And nothing uh, really scheduled for next week, but we're going to keep an eye on that um, as things move on. We talked about Carter Monday being shut down in tech in Texas and um, now I'm the pride to get out. So we, we could have like a, a lot of awesome products all dropping at once, um, which I don't know if that, if that's a good thing or a bad thing where if so much comes out at once, does the price come down so we all can get more of it? Or does it drive everything up because everybody's been waiting for it? I don't know. I, I suspect my guess is number one. I wouldn't even necessarily rely on those dates at this point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Until we know that factories are open, everything else. Um, I haven't seen anywhere online anything official for Panini dates. Um, Mosaic is starting to show up at retail. So, but that's a different beast too, because it might've been ready to go and everything else. I think what's going to happen is we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff. And this is just me speculating at this point. Um, We'll kind of have a normal release schedule, maybe a few more, but it's, there's going to be a trickle down effect. So the things that were supposed to be coming out in June, you know, we might see those shift to July, July stuff to August and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I, I I'm curious. We haven't experienced this, so yeah. I think it's we're make everyone will be making it up as they go along and hoping for the best, and we shall see. I think, well, and that, that's what I was going to add is this, this, that falls right in line. Speaking as someone who lives in cur- currently lives in Texas, 
that um, th their current orders are to stay in place until May 4th. So to see these pushed a week, it change out uh, nearly two weeks. Um, yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah, and so it could just be assumption. And we're going to keep everybody updated on this. And the thing is, is like, hey, we can't lose our minds on the product not coming out when it's supposed to. And it, it'll get there when it gets there. It's going to come out. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things we were talking pre-show. Let's be let's err on the side of caution. We've already been in this thing for, for six weeks or seven weeks or whatever we everybody's been doing. And it's like, what's a few more weeks at this point versus having to redo this thing all over again a few months down the road, right? So. You know, and uh, we have, we have the NFL draft coming up this weekend, um, so we're gonna have kind of a sporting event type thing. Uh, it's gonna be different. I'm a big draft nerd. I like to ever since I was a little kid, I like to see the like why the teams are trading, what they're trading, and who they might pick, and um, kind of try to outsmart who's who's picking guys and and having some fun with it. My buddies and I are setting up a uh, a Zoom call to watch the draft together uh, and and talk some smack to each other. Uh, we always play a uh, we always do our own mock drafts, and we all throw in a a few jelly beans, uh, <laughs> and the winner takes all. And it, it's a good it's a good Thursday night. So, um, you know, just take it out as is and enjoy our show. Enjoy the Hobby Hotline as we hop in infield chatter. The Hobby Talk section. Hobby Hotline is gonna be live this Saturday on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern uh, with Val Mars of NASCAR Radio, Drew Herndon. From let me get that potograph and uh, some guy named Steph Loffler from About the Cards. Howdy, will be on. Uh, I was really sad to miss last week's show. Drew hopped in for me, so I appreciate that. Uh, but I heard we're having a. I don't know if we can announce it. I mean, do we just announce it because we're the first show this week? Because everybody else's shows come out after ours. Yeah, we announced it. What are we announcing? We're we're gonna announce we're having a special get not as good as Ryan. Let's still gonna preface that. But uh, it sounds like Tracy Hackler from Panini is going to come in, call in, drop in, hang out for a little bit. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, he, it's a great week. It's a perfect week that Steph's on because Steph and Tracy go back a ways, and of course. Um, and I know he and Drew, Drew have a pretty good relationship, so that's going to be great to see having Tracy on. Um, at some point, we're going to have to Ryan to get on the Hobby Hotline, so then he can be, you know, the the, the best guest we've had on on that show. <laughs> of course, well, right? Doubtful. What? <laughs> One other thing too is I think that, you know, we 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 talked before this whole thing started when it was in the infancy stage around the national last year, and and we were trying to find out who was all was on board and what it was going to look like, and took us six months to figure it all out, and we were talking about ninety minute show, then it became seventy five, then it became sixty, and and we've gotten a lot of advice from a lot of hobby iconage in in the the industry that said this show is going to probably take a lot more of our time on the weekends, which is fantastic. Um, so, so anybody that does watch and listen to the hobby hotline, we might be going to 75 minutes to 90 minutes soon. So just kind of something I, you know, we, we all kind of agree that it's probably just going to, you know, we, we need more. Yeah. You know, we talked, we talked about, about even possibly doing it where we switch hosts halfway through the show, like uh, mm -hmm. the second hour and another set of hosts rolls in. And we have, we have such a lineup of dudes. Like it, it's awesome. Uh, and it's, it's fun. I was really sad to miss last week. And uh, so it, whenever I'm able to be part of it, it's a lot of fun. And I did remember, so Ryan would not be the best guest that ever, it's ever been on there. Cause we, we've had Dr. Beckett on. So one a and one B, yeah. but you, you, you know, to speak to Ryan, you know, if he were to call in, I mean, we've had Uncle Rich Klein the last couple of weeks call in first thing and then just 
sit with us the whole time. Yeah. And, and if, you know, guys like Ryan and then Jim Beckett and other, Eric Gordon other... hung out a couple of times. He actually yeah. did a show with us one week. He, yeah. We, uh, he, he, we asked him to come on and be a special guest and he hung out a whole Saturday with us. It was great. Yeah, no. And then that's, what's cool too, is if, if one of the actual hosts of that week had to leave early, if we had somebody that, that, you know, like Ryan, for instance, cause he's with us tonight, if he called in and said, Hey, I'll take some, some, some calls or, or, you know, talk with you guys for a little while. It's like, all right, well, I have to bow out cause I have a, another commitment. You know, we, we, we have so many good people in this hobby that would be willing to hop on and, but who's going to make sure his rider gets fulfilled? That, that he has the right amount of poutine and it's it's facing the right way, and then the, he has all the green skittles he wants. It, yeah. It's Saturday morning. I'm eating uh, Tim Hortons cereal. There we go. On Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. We we, we want you to have, do it on we camera. Have, we have seventy five O's in each bowl of cereal with two and a half ounces of milk. Exactly. He will not eat. Yeah. Uh, what's an ounce? Cereal. What what's an ounce? Metric, man. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah. What's a metric? Uh Jimmy Carter. Um, so the dub club, I don't know if you guys are in the dub club, but I'm in the dub club. Uh at Mosley underscore Mark or I draw baseball cards. He and Dub got together. Who by the way, Joe's gonna Joey's gonna be on next week talking NFL draft with us. Uh tweet out now is the time to get your the dub mentality club set for a complete set for $25. Uh a reply was set. You, you also could buy single cards for five dollars and, and let them know what player you wanted. And they would reach out. So Dub picked, um, was it twenty cards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, we, uh, Mark drew the twenty cards, and then they made twenty-five sets uh, of cards. And uh, they're pretty awesome. I think Ben gets kind of trolled on the back of one of them, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and he so- does the, the ninety-one upper deck and uh, McGuire, and I was just like, oh, I love that card. <laughs> and then Dub's like, "Hey, look at the back of it," and and he's like, "I kind of trolled you on there." And it says, "You know, this is an iconic McGuire, uh, et cetera, et cetera." And then at the end, it's like, "But it's not as collectible as his true rookie card, <laughs> the 1985." And I'm like, "You son of a gun, Dub! I love the heck out of your face." But yeah, so I hopped on right away when I saw this, um, and I bought I bought a complete set. Uh, there's a Bo Jackson '86 tops card that was, I think, the last card released. Uh, or shown for the set. Um, no George Brett. I'm not going to hold him against that, but I just love Dub's such a great guy. Mark's artwork is so cool. I, I couldn't pass it up, you know, having this set. Um, and they kind of went and took the Stadium Club logo and made the Dub Club, which is super cool. The Dub Mentality Club, I love it. So um, I can't wait to see see what these look like in hand, and I'll show them off definitely when I get them. So um, outstanding, guys. Yeah, you definitely have to do uh, the, the break on here. And speak oh, yeah. Up. I just found it. Um, By the way, I was watching game six of the 91 World Series today, and that was pretty awesome. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, the first half of the Bash Brothers with Canseco, Big Mac was the fiercest power hitter of the 90s. McGuire held the rookie home run record 49 for 30 years. I always enjoyed his 87 tops, but m- the must-own card was his – his 85 uh, Olympic true rookie. <laughs> I don't understand why. On the back of a baseball card. <laughs> it's true. And and Dub said it. And Dub's uh, an icon in his own right. But, yeah, well, uh, and, you know, by the way, I, I sent a picture out of a sort of, I was going through a bunch of old cards, one of Bruce Suter, and it looked kind of like Dub from far away. 
but with a little fuller beard. And I go that one year dub played for the for the Braves. So, so what eighty two dollars? I think. So, so so we need to find a Shep card because obviously I played for the Rangers. Yeah, it's Kevin uh, Mitch, and and Steph, Steph currently actually, plays for Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I guess people have said Derek Jeter. I mean, I don't know. I feel more like Bob Hamlin. You know that scene in in, in Spaceballs when, when when they catch the four of them and they turn them around and they're the uh, the stunt doubles. Yeah, you can be you can be the Spaceballs version of Derek Jeter if you so wish. There we go. That so would what be would be in a ship gift basket. Yeah, Bob, Bob Hamlin works. I I could see Bob Hamlin. I could see. Has anybody ever well. seen Bob Hamlin from the ninety? Was it ninety four Pinnacle and Chris Olds at the same time? That's all I wanted to know. Don't think so. Um, Panini has struck a deal with Elite 11. So I'm not sure if, sure if you guys are familiar with Elite 11, but it's uh, it's a student uh, student sports property, uh, and it, they're going to have the organization organization's first trading card. So it's a showcase of the of the most outstanding high school quarterbacks in the country. Uh, I know for a while Drew uh, Trent Dilfer was uh, associated with them. I think he's doing something else. But guys like Tua. Kyler Murray, uh, Deshaun Watson, Teddy Bridgewater, Luck, Drew Brees have all been selected to the Elite 11. And so now Panini America has the exclusive uh, rights to be able to show off the Elite 11 uh, as their official trading card partner um, coming up. So these are going to be high school guys going into college um, that are going to be maybe possibly one day, you know, NFL quarterbacks. Um, so these are the, the pre, pre, pre rookies. I mean, like okay. these kids are 17, you know, 18 years old, or they're going to be seniors in high school and they're going to have a, a trading card. And, uh, you know, I look back, it's like, Hey guys, you remember Mitch Mustaine? There's a long list of these guys that, uh, you know, never, you know, for whatever reasons, never panned out, never got to the right system or, you know, they ended up at uh, second chance U. And uh, end up playing wide receiver at some other school sometimes. So, or they turn out to be Drew Brees or Andrew Luck. So it'll be fun to see what these come out and what they do with them. Um, I just want to know if you guys thought that, uh, you know, with I've always said football, the only thing to collect in football, if you're looking purely at dollars and cents to collect, is, is quarterbacks. And this is going to be like really their first card. I just wonder how much it affects them so far out from their draft date and that it's kind of like a sage project, sage product almost. Mm-hmm. And that, hey, here's a guy in high school who's still going to have to go through college, presumably, and then maybe get drafted. Yeah. No, there, there's already precedent. You've got Leaf with their, uh, what is it, the All-American mm-hmm. game? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that perfect team. Have- yeah. I personally, I, I, I admittedly, I don't watch a lot of football, but what what I find as a collector is missing from the college level is you don't get cards of the college players necessarily, but these open that up. So if you want to do the prospecting while they're in college, because Trevor Lawrence had cards, that's his name, right? The, the yep. quarterback with the beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, Tua had cards, like when they had their big national championship moments, you know, there was already cards out there. And that I, I kind of I, – I waffle on both sides of the fence on that one. Um, you know, high school, that's really young to have, like, cards of. 
but there is that prospecting element if you enjoy prospecting well, that I you think know, is really cool about it. Yeah, Panini and the Stars and Stripes, they have the under 15 team. Mm -hmm. So these some of those kids are, you know, 13, 14, they're in junior high. And I think there's even a 14U development team or 12U. Yeah. Development. Yeah, they have an under 12 team now. So um because the only reason I know that is one of my friends from high school, her son lives, they live in San Diego and he was selected to be in the West coast under 12 USA team. Mm. And I was like, cool. Yeah. It's, until you look at the travel and uh, you know, the time away right. and it becomes a job at 12 years old playing baseball. So, you know, all depends on how it pans out, but yeah, no, there's precedent and, and especially baseball with this. And I just think it's interesting, um, you know, trying to do maybe a little something different and then, uh, you know, too, like going after your guy if he's going to go to your college, and you have the 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 first one so of his of his card. So I just think it was interesting to bring up. Uh, Elite Eleven always does stuff with like ESPN where you can watch those competitions uh, and watch them uh, have workouts and, and do things there, and to kind of see like you know the ebbs and flows. If you've ever seen QB One, uh, that's the Netflix show by Peter Berg. Um, I think a lot of those guys have like Jake Fromm is on that show one year. Uh, and Justin Fields, the quarterback at uh, Ohio State, was on, and those guys were, you know, top prospects. And they, I think, both of those guys were lead eleven quarterbacks. So, to see what well, happens. But, but, it, but then you get by guys like Tart was his name, uh, Tate Marte from. Uh, he went to Ohio State, and then he ended up at Florida or uh, to Miami. But then he was going to leave there because he was going to play, and um, he was one of those guys. And so he's kind of flamed out a little bit. So, well, and, and there's obviously a stronger following in college for football than there is for, for baseball. You, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a following in baseball, but a lot of those guys that come out of high school go into the, directly into the minor leagues. Um, you, you know, it's just, a, it's night and day. I would imagine that, that a set like this works much better in football. I mean, only, you know, time's going to tell, but it, it just seems like, you know, there'll be a lot of prospecting on the quarterbacks and, and, and obviously all of the, the offensive skill positions. Um, so yeah, hey, it's something different. You know, if you're a college fan, uh, this is definitely going to be probably a, a product you'll want to look into at the very least. Yeah, Tate Martell, that's it. Um, yeah, so no, we, we need to see. So the National Hospital, uh, at Yanks Chick, uh, Suze tweeted this out, the Atlanta, we've talked about this on the show before, uh, but it's in, in full blow now. The Atlantic City Convention uh, Center Hospital is up and running, the place where the National is supposed to be hosted this summer. Um my question out to you guys is, will the National be held this year? Um, Rich Klein had an update, but I even heard, like, think about it. Will the National in Chicago in 2021 even take place? I would assume that by next year, the, the world stops going to hell, uh, obviously, the, the, being the disclaimer. Um, uh, ne next year, they go up and running. Uh, this year, I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, th I think it, it's an uphill battle at this point for for sure. This year, um, uh, I, I don't. At this point, I'm pretty sure even if it does happen, I won't be able to go uh, because Canadians aren't allowed traveling to the states right now. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to think a lot of the dealers are East Coast dealers where this has really been prevalent. Uh, New Jersey and New York have been especially hit hard. Yeah. Uh, and the most of the dealers you look, they're older. They're in that upper age bracket. 
right? right. Um, so, and then I, I you know, I, as much as people want to talk about Ryan and, and Colin and their show, I listened to one of those recently and the, they brought up the point. What about 2021? I mean, like, how far in does this, this affect this? Because, I mean, we're not even able to gather in groups of, like, 10, right? And right. if we're not having sporting events, for just having, like, you know, 10 basketball players on the court together with the training staff and the players on the bench and the coaches and no fans, we're going to have to have that happen before you have thousands of people on top of each other touching and rubbing cards and rubbing into each other, bumping into each other and on top of each other uh, and all of that. So, you know, I, 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 I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to have it, but I'm just saying it's something to, to think about at this point. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, gonna... Go ahead, Ryan. No, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, up to science really, whether we get it sorted out, whether, you know, we there, there's a whole lot of speculation about everything right now, and, but a lot of that is because we're learning this ourselves. And science is a lot of guessing and learning from what went wrong or what didn't work. So then you, you keep honing it down until finally, you know, you've got the right answer. And yeah, uh, I think looking a year and a half from now, could it not happen? Yes, it, it might not happen next year as well as this year. Um, I would say it's probably a little early. It would be pure speculation. You know, if we're talking about this year, I think we can talk about likelihoods and everything else. But uh, over a year from now might be just think of where we were two months ago. Like this, we didn't even know what this was. So things yeah. can change in a hurry. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. No. I, I was in a private chat with a couple of friends who are um, economics, you know, gurus and, and, and they, they are deep into the, the world of economics uh, internationally. And we were kind of talking about this and, and that topic came up. What happens if this starts to bleed into quarter three, quarter four, and, and how does that affect, you know, 2021? And if it goes into quarter three, which it might, but if it really starts to get into quarter four and we start to see this into 2021 at all, we're talking about the dark ages of, of economics. We're talking about a depression that's going to put 29, yeah, you know, out to pasture. Um, if we were talking about something that bleak, it could be the crash of this hobby as any of us know it. Yeah, you know, you're talking about potentially these companies going out of business, cards ceasing to exist because you're talking about Walking Dead type stuff outside of the zombies. Yeah, you, you, you know, if it was to last that long, it could be the crash of the the worldwide economy as we know it. Um, and, and they're not suggesting that whatsoever. It was just one of those things. What would it look like if this thing lasted 12 months? Because you're already starting to see small businesses going out of business after 30 days. Because as much as most people live paycheck to paycheck and couldn't go more than two to three weeks without a, a paycheck, um, and, and most of us are on you know two, two income households now. Um, you know, if you're talking about the fact that I mean, all small businesses would probably be out of business. Large corporations would be out of business. I mean, it would just be, you know, it would be bad if this thing lasted that long. And I can't see it really lasting that much longer. I think the world is going to be open up to some degree by June 1st at the the very latest. Well, thanks for making us all upset now and me just wanting to light all my baseball cards on fire. Not yet. 
Not yet. No, you. no, you might need those in 2021 because you Deep might warm. need the fire. Yeah. yeah. Could 1987 tops be the currency of uh, of what of the world? Oh my yes. god, I love this idea. I would be so rich. I would be. I would be the. I would be the um, Jeff Be Bezos of uh, that new world. So then, what would the, the this would be the point though? What would the uh, Mark McGuire be if it was the new currency? Is Let's Mark McGuire? What do you guys have down there? The penny? You guys still have pennies? Yeah. Yep. If if eighty seven became the currency of the future, let's just put it this way: I am the richest man on earth right now because of my six hundred plus McGuire's. No, Your eyes are sparkling on my screen right now. Yeah. You know, so that I want to see this article by the end of next week up on Beckett.com. What happens <laughs> if the, the <laughs> if the economy crashes and nineteen eighty seven tops becomes the only traded currency? Yeah. Um, so this is gonna this upset some people earlier. So expired redemptions uh, are you SOL? Uh, easy for, uh, 1014 cards on Twitter said at Panini America at Panini CSM. I just got this one of one redemption in a break. I know there have been issues with your site the last few days and trying to submit expired redemptions. Can you advise if this will be honored? Thanks. It was a one of one. Um, uh, was it Marquise Goodwin? Marquise Goodwin, yeah, of yeah. uh, the Buffalo Bills. At the time, and now he's a 49er. Uh, and it was from rookies uh, in Panini Black, 20, uh, 2013 Panini Black. The card expired in 2015. So we're talking, I mean, it's five years. It's been expired almost five years at this point. Um, off the point, uh, because, you know, there's stuff that expires from, you know, so you're talking, you got about a two year window um, to have a redemption entered. And before Panini was really good about helping uh, assist with getting those expired redemptions at least getting something in your hands for that expired redemption well at panini csm tweeted out hello there will be no we'll no longer accept expired redemptions uh and then it went back and forth like hey what's going on with this there's a bunch of tweets and stuff in between there their follow-up was sorry but we can't do anything going forward for any expired redemptions and that, that was kind of it i i hadn't seen i tried to look too i hadn't seen anywhere else where they had said they were no longer accepting expired redemptions and i, I mean i could have missed it um, not that they have to tell us out there, but because they, they were one, the one company that was accepting these expired redemptions, you think that that information might come out or if there are issues with people trying to ex enter expired redemptions. Um, you know, I kind of know how Ben feels on this and I, I kind of said the same way though. The thing is, is you, redemptions are nature of the beast. And when product gets over two years old, you have to assume that you might get something and not ever get fulfilled. I just want to know what you guys think um, about them just kind of, kind of glossing over and just kind of saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, just oh yeah, we just don't accept them anymore." If, if what they said was was okay, um, or the way they did it was okay, because like, they can do whatever they want, it's their company, right? But, but the way it was presented out, uh, that we we found out. So, for, for, from a customer service standpoint, it's not, it's not an ideal way to roll out the program. It, just reply to someone and say, "Yep, that's the official policy going forward that we're no longer honoring redemptions." Um, you no, know, you you would think, and Panini's usually been pretty good about this. So I'm really kind of surprised um, about running out a news update saying from two weeks out from now or on such and such date in the future, we will no longer accept on uh expired redemptions um 
Yeah, it's kind of shocking to see them do this. And I mean, I get uh, both one that you have to have them um, in products or you just have one product a year. But to, um, you, you know, unfortunately, some people just don't sign or they don't provide the material or it gets lost in the mail or any number of uh, reasons that things don't get fulfilled. And it's unfortunate. But you would think that they would roll out this program a little bit better than this is the policy change. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had talked about this on the hobby hotline. And so I, I made comments about, you know, from a collector standpoint, yeah, it's a little disappointing, but the the example given was a product that, you know, the, the, it was seven years old. The redemption expired five years ago. Um, you know, I, I, I can totally see, you know, them saying at what point are they, are they no longer obligated to, to fulfill it from their perspective, right? You have the collector side, uh, we're all disappointed. You have the business side that says, hey, we have a finite amount of space. At, at what point should we should we have to continue? Um, they probably should have been a little bit more diplomatic in how they ruled it out and said, hey, as of May 31st and gave people some time. But I don't have a problem with, hey, this is just from now going forward. We're right in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, our, our, our co-host on the Hobby Hotline, Drew Herndon, mentioned something that was interesting. He goes, this could be a direct one-off from Kobe Bryant's passing. You know, Kobe had a lot of redemptions that were out. He had products that were coming up that he hadn't yet signed at the time of his tragic passing. And it could be one of those things where Panini wanted to get ahead of it. What happens in this event that we have a Jose Fernandez, a Kobe Bryant type thing? You know, everybody's time comes at some point. You know, are they making the decision from that perspective? Of course, we weren't in the room. It was just one thought that Drew had. Um, you know, it's tough to say, but the bottom line is, you know, buyer beware, right? If, if you're going to buy something from 2016, 2017, understand you pull a redemption, you know, should Panini offer at least Panini points or something to drive you to the side or a 10% coupon off your next purchase of $50 or more? Eh, maybe so, but that's not our decision to make. We're not there. We don't know what their bottom line is. And, you know, yeah, it's a business decision. So, so and I think yeah. it was just brought up in chat that I'll throw to you guys. Um, what happens with the cards that they have that are no longer being redeemed? Do they just get destroyed? And does anyone want to go dumpster diving? I think they give them away, right? Or yeah. put them on the Panini Point site? I, th I think they got the Panini Points eventually. Like right now, there's a ton of Kent Bazemore up there. Um, it looks like, you know, back when he was with the Atlanta Hawks, you can buy him for like 150, 200 Panini Points. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's speculation at this point, you know, to know what they're going to do with those. Mm -hmm. uh, part of this, though, too, is they did announce a couple weeks ago that they were overhauling their uh, customer service portal. I think that was the language that they used. So that was my curiosity: was is this change tied to something like that? Um, because it seems like something is changing with how they're doing. Uh, handling replacements, damage cards, redemptions. And then this is a hugely significant claim. Um, I did a little bit of digging and legally they're covered. You know, on their website, it, there was one of those legal documents, terms of service. And it did say that, you know, once a redemption is expired, it's expired. Like they don't have any responsibility for it. And it, it is the way it is. I'm 
I'm someone who's, I have a hard time defending redemptions as a collector. Like I just, I don't, we didn't have them before and we had lots of autographs before. Um, I get why they exist. Things have changed business. The whole business model has changed and uh, it's still tricky. Yeah. You know, um, the, you know, I just, you know, two years with the, with the way people hold products based on, you know, a lot of people were getting freaked out because of Louise Roberts uh, first Bowman, Uh, his autograph and those were all redemptions. And that, that expiration date I think has passed. I think it was, uh, it was April this year. And so people sometimes sit on product like that and, you know, two years, is that enough time? I mean, should it be maybe three years? I mean, it's up to them, but I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of them. Um, I had a buddy that pulled a Luis Robert redemption out of, I think gypsy queen and and just sold it instantly because Mm -hmm. he didn't want to deal with the hassle of it because he's, he turned in a redemption that's like two years old with tops and still hasn't gotten the card um, and there's nothing they've been able to work out. It was a, a very high end card. And so he just kind of like, after that, he was like, Hey, you know, uh, every time I get them, I sell them or I trade them away because I don't want to have the headache later down the road. And if I, you know, get rid of it for less than maybe what I should have, Oh, well, because I don't have to deal with it. So it's just something we kind of have to deal with. Um, but so, I just, I think this could have gone in a different way. I think they really could have handled this in a different way. Uh, by, but rather just saying, yep, nope, we don't, we don't take him anymore. Thanks. Cause they were one of the ones that was always really like, Hey, yeah, let us, we'll, we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this was kind of the upper deck approach where it was like, sorry, it expired. Or like, I remember I had a friend that got upper deck redemption and it was printed really poorly. And then no one could figure out the code and they tried to get with somebody with upper deck. And they said, well, if you can't enter the code, then you can't redeem it. And it hadn't expired in the, 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 it was a bad print on the code. So here's something interesting, right? You have to assume that, that the Bowman first edition autographs are going to be redemptions, right? I I mean, if it was a off the press product that just came out over the last couple of weeks as a supplement, these can't be live in in signatures. So I'm assuming that. I disagree. I think uh, I thought that this was like a, a version of regular Bowman that they stamped, but the numbers on the back are different, or at least I assume they are because it's like BFE. I don't actually, my suspicion is, is that this was going to happen no matter what. Okay. Whether we were so, stuck at home or. Well, it also oh. could be because of Dominguez and, and, and Bobby Witt. Yeah. So, so, well, the, so, so, we don't we don't know what they're going to look like. So yeah, okay, maybe they are live autos, autos. But let's assume there's at least a handful of redemptions mm-hmm. um, present. You know, even if it's just two or three players. You know, the, the the point being is, let's go ahead and say some of the stuff starts getting opened and hits the secondary market. It'll be interesting to see that Tops hasn't announced any intention of not you know doing anything with redemptions that have expired, to my knowledge, but what happens if you start opening this up and you start to see all these Bowman redemptions coming out from first edition, you know, on the other hand, we were just saying that maybe people keep this product closed and and try to speculate on it for a while. But if there's a bunch of redemptions with a hard date of a two year window, maybe all of a sudden that stuff starts getting open because you want to get that redeemed as soon as possible. I think what we'll see before that is when a player gets hot, we'll see it get opened. You know, that's, that's kind of the Bowman way. Uh, yeah, we'll see. 
It, well, it, the most th- most fun thing about Bowman though is opening it and then putting it in a box and like two years later, two years later grabbing it. I have a box that just says prospects, and every time like uh, I get I'll buy like buy collections or I have collections kind of like given to me, and I come through and I I go through like and I'll find a big vein of Bowman cards and I'll look and I'll go see if there's any names I know that I need to pull out. Occasionally there are, and majority of the time there's not, and so I throw them in this prospects box. Well, every couple of years I go back and I dive in there, and lo and behold, hey, this guy, like, oh, look, this Aaron Judge guy is finally coming up, and people want to collect his cards. Oh, okay, that's great. And and so it, it doesn't always happen, um, but it's it's kind of fun to do, and spring training rolls around to go back a few years and, and look at those old Bowman cards and, and see what you have. So uh, kind of buyer beware, I guess. But uh, I just think it could be hand- – I did customer service for a long time. I really think that could be handled in a whole better way, and I and maybe they'll 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 adjust and put something out, but uh, we will see. Um, so, Project Twenty Twenty, the the tops release where they're doing the twenty cards, uh, twenty r- iconic rookie cards with twenty different artists this year. Uh, watch the breaks. Uh, I even put out this tweet. It's literally, and this was a few days ago. Uh, it's literally the same seven eBay sellers getting the Project Twenty Twenty artist proofs every single day hashtag bot wars um because if you go and look there are like a handful that um they were you know have and you go down you can see who the seller is and they had you know quite a few of the the artist proof versions of of the cards of the different the ones that have come out so far and you know i i I think you know and, and a good point was brought up is i think that the reason now you have to log in is maybe to help skew that, so not all the same guys are, or quote bots are, are getting the artist proof cards. But I mean, look here, this this guy there's artist proof Jackie, you know Don Mattingly, the Willie, the Mark McGuire. Oh, and look in some Bowman's first edition. So, um, I don't know what you guys think. Um, you know, I think everybody tries to hop on there at the same time unless they're getting a pre window because there's some you know, platinum online purchaser of, uh, you know, products with, with tops. Um, cause I know sometimes like with the tops, um, on demand sets, some of those guys get special emails once you, you know, have purchased enough where you get a heads up to when things are coming out or a email specific specifics on what's coming out. Um, I just wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were, uh, on what Ivan thinks is, is that the, you know, these artist proofs are all going to the same handful of people. It's it's awful curious as as Steph's scrolling through, uh, you know, eBay, and this guy only has a handful of stuff listed. Unless I was mistaken, I mean, how many items did that guy have listed? It, it looked like there's maybe twenty. Yeah, and, and he's half of them are are very low numbered, highly sought after artist proofs numbered out of twenty. It stops Limit, right limited, there shortly after. Limited edition shoes, first off the line stuff. And an Animal uh, Crossing card I saw too. And an Animal Crossing card. Yep. Never scanned Amiibo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean we, be excited. You know, <laughs> if you're seeing these on somebody who's got you know ten thousand listings, you know five thousand listings, two thousand listings, it's a fluid account where you know a lot of cards are being listed. Um, you know, it always looks suspicious. You know, as a buyer who buys a ton on eBay. You know, if I see something, especially if it's got a higher shipping cost, I always go to look and see if there's anything else I can do to kind of buy that shipping cost down. 
there anything else I'm looking for that the seller might have? And when you start to see stuff like that, it just seems very odd. Like, how did you how did you acquire all of this low number stuff? Even the, you, those Supreme Oreo cookies too. Just yeah, so in demand or limited quantity or, you know, with everyone home now, everyone wanting a switch to play Animal Crossing. Okay, can I play devil's advocate here? Do I think yeah. it's a bot? Yeah, it certainly looks like it. However, could these bots also be helping driving demand and making us want to, because now all of a sudden we see these prices go up. Can that in some ways help things? Not necessarily, and collector, not necessarily. Because uh, when I first saw the artist proof, I'm like, that's the regular card with the metal frame. Why do right. I want to pay an extra 80 bucks for a metal frame? I, it didn't register with me, but because we can't get it, that makes, does that make it seem, that unattainability, that helps drive the price up, no? For some, sure. You, you, you know, for just speaking as a Maguire collector, uh, no, it was cost prohibitive at a hundred bucks because yeah. it's cost prohibitive at 20 times 20. Um, so for me, it was an easy, yeah. Okay. No, thanks. But it, it also, and, and Ryan, I got, I'm interested on your thoughts on this. The more I talk about this on, on our show, on the hobby hotline and through Twitter, private conversations and, and, you know, open conversations, I don't think that the, the us, the card collector is the primary consumer. I really think it's the artists following I think it's the art collector is the number one. I think we're number two or number three, right? I, I think that we're further down. So we're more irritated or, or get pissy about the price and this and that. And it's like, but I don't think, I don't think we're the target. Yeah, I, I, really I agree. It's definitely a crossover product. You can even see like, as soon as I saw the artist list and kind of started looking at them before the first ones even went for sale, I'm like, Oh, okay. So there's, you know, that, that street appeal um, involved with it. Cause it wasn't tops is working with a lot of artists right now. I think more than any company for their definitely in sports. Uh, Cause they have so many things that use art. Now it was the very defined group of artists um, where I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's very much the modern art movement, the pop art. I, I don't, really know the modern art movement i just see these cards and i'm like these are way different than everything else that's out right now and even though i don't necessarily like all of them um or even get all of them i respect the majority of them okay, the, the would... ones with the black lines i'm still struggling with thank you i saw a tweet i did see a tweet though that was like almost like oh, okay there's it's actually some sort of weird overlay uh so there's an effect to it somehow mm. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'll see in a while when Griffey comes up because I've kind of decided to do the Griffey run at this point, at least. Yeah, I'm do. I'm going to do the Brett run. My question is: is there was the Tony Gwynn that the picture didn't even look anything like his rookie card? Yeah, and it actually looked like a card that uh, a guy on Twitter Booby, that Booby Main had made years before. Yeah, I, yeah, I just want to go ahead. Get that one. I, the only thing that I could think of, like, I tried to wrap my head around it, and I'm like, that font is, like, bad. Like, really, really bad. So my the only thing that I could think of was, is if he took that idea of the rookie card and totally turned it around even more, 
and it was a 1983 font. So whatever a cool font or typeface is today in 2020, maybe whatever that whatever that is was big in 1983. I don't even think so. But that card uh, those, was like those, something I made on like word art. Yes, in 1998. Or or he's sticking the middle finger up to all of us collectors and going, "Hey, let's see what Erds. people will buy and." Uh, you know, I'm going to make it intentionally bad. Yeah, and- Tony, Tony Gwynn's yeah. really gotten the, the the worst of it because the other one, the guy did the Bob Gibson, and it looked really cool. The first one was Gibson's head, and it had the the um, kind of like Circle. the retro writing. But the follow up, the one he did with Gwynn, looked. No, this is the the yeah. Kofax is his second. There's the Kofax. Yeah, the Kofax is number two. Okay, I love the Kofax. The Kofax to me is uh, it, it's still I it looks like a fifty three Bowman color to me. Well, no, not this one. I was talking about the other. Um, I'll see if I can find it, Steph. The other uh, Tony Gwynn that they released. Like I just think he's gotten a bad run of cards. Yeah, that Padres one right there. Yeah, that's uh, a different artist. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I just think he's gotten between the two cards he has out. He's gotten done dirty. One. I know this is the circle photo from the eighty three. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I just I feel hey, like I, I like this Gwen, but my thought is okay. You have guys like, um, well, McGuire, right? Henderson, they, their their profile picture, you know, they 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 they're from the side. You know, you don't have a bubble picture like like Mattingly and, and Gwen to pull up. You don't have a, a face shot like Koufax and Robinson and Williams and so many of the other guys. It's going to be really interesting to see what this particular artist does. With McGuire and Henderson and Frank Thomas and a couple of the other guys that don't really have uh, a photo on their their original card that will go into that bubble, because you have to assume that he's going to try to make them look all that way. Yeah, and I'm just upset that George Brett has we're forty what two cards in and he only has one card. Uh, where some guys have three, uh, he it looks like he's going to have one tomorrow, so I'll be you know picking that up. But, uh, you know, it's okay. There, there's some other issues. So Paul Lesko brought up, the real question is, what is the definition of an air card uh, for this hobby? Uh, is it just a card with something wrong on it or something else? Like, uh, do Project 2020 uh, cards have the original on the back of them, uh, original being misspelled, uh, missing original. an I? Yeah. Well, it'd be the, U- it'd be the UER by the, the old school definitions yeah. where, it is an error, yes, but it's uncorrected, and we don't get multiple print runs anymore, so it really doesn't. It's okay. I just thought it was funny that it it, uh, it took us this long to realize that it was misspelled on the back. Well, of Who course, Paul, the back of cards. That's true. Especially uh, course, on the top ones that are all the same. Yeah. So, and, uh, just very interesting. Um, so we, we kind of talked about, like, you know, 20, you know, what's going to happen the rest of this year? What might happen next year? Steph had a really good question, and I kind of expanded it. If we don't have a baseball season this year, Tops, Tops update really is the where rookie cards kind of explode. I mean, you're, you're getting your all-star cards in there. You're getting a lot of guys that debuted through the season there. That's where the rookie cards come. There's not an update factory set that's sold, so the only way you can get these cards is through packs. 
uh, which gives an interesting element and makes it just a little more collectible than, say, from a Series 1 or 2. But what if Series 2020 Series 1 uh, also, you know, they won't, they'll be without rookie cards because the guys haven't played yet. Uh, what do you guys think that will look like? Well, so logically, I, I would one, it depends on how the season shakes out. Um, but two, um, I, I think that they would end up holding back a few players just so that uh, they're what, available though? for either update or series one, from however you want to choose two? to look at it. Well, nobody's playing. Are they really going to release a series two? Well, but I'm yeah. saying, but series two's got to be printed already at this point, mm-hmm. or, or about on to its be. way, because it co- it was scheduled to come out June what fifth or something like that. Well, but and and that's what I was getting to was that. So if, if there's not a season, they're probably not going to do update because what's the point? That's true. So roll it into series one next year. Yeah. Or have a all online first edition product apparently. Yeah, no, I think I think what we'll see happen is I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. Actually, was update doesn't make sense if there's no season. Um, series one and series two is going to cover the movements. You know, series two, I'll be shocked if we don't see a airbrushed Mookie Betts Dodgers card. All the trades um, with the Throwback Thursday, we're already seeing guys other than Luis Robert who haven't played yet getting cards. So it seems like there's probably like four guys um, who are expected to be on opening day rosters, whenever that may be, they're already getting allowed to make MLB cards of them. So I think we'll see to hold, to help prop up series two. It wouldn't shock me if we see a couple more of those types of guys Um, and Robert as well. Like he'll, he'll have a series two card for sure at this point. Um, But where things get iffy is, update if there's no season there's no i i don't see how you do update and if it's guys playing video games i I, update doesn't exist to me even if it does exist or like that Uh, that that's oh yeah bowman draft won't happen i don't see how do you do bowman draft if there's no draft this year so we shall see yeah so what like what does happen with especially like I can understand the call the high school kids because they have the options to end up going to college, right? But those college guys, like, where do they go next year to play baseball if they don't get drafted and they have to sit out? You know, they get to go play if we're able to play baseball. They have independent leagues. That so there's another thing that's opened up. Um, Forty cities are going to have baseball stadiums with no teams at the start of next year, so we could see some independent leagues open up for sure for that. Yeah, some band fan uh, bandwagon teams but, like the back yeah. in the day. And if travel bans get lifted, even if the, the the you know sports don't come back right away, you might see some of these guys go down to Venezuela and the Dominican and stuff like that, and go play in international ball somewhere. Or Korea, somehow. Japan, yeah, yeah. yeah Korean and baseball it, cards are going to be the big thing in six months. Yeah, they do have some hey, we have two hookups over there, so if you need to get <laughs> yeah. up, we do. We got guys, yeah. And you know what the funny thing is? Is they're not here tonight, hanging out with us. They usually are here. Dan was here earlier. Oh, was he? I'm sorry. Yeah, My I haven't fault. seen George tonight. Yeah, so no, we, we have some guys that could get us hooked up with Korean cards. Yeah, and could... George, George KBO Collectibles sent sent us a couple of packs a couple of months back, and it was wild opening up packs from Korea first and foremost, and then opening them up and seeing all the Korean writing on it and going, 
Oh, and I then you have no idea if these guys are good. And I kind of took up some pictures and sent them to him. He goes, oh, that's a good one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, but it's fun. It was, it, was something, it was something different, which is neat. Yeah, I know. Um, very interesting. So so since we have Ryan here, there, there, he, had a, he had this article that he put out uh, about a month ago, 11 things sports card collectors could do while they're stuck at home. And we figured we'd go through it. And if you guys have some questions for Ryan as well, uh, shoot them to us in the in the chat, and uh, we will we'll go through what we can there uh, while we do have Ryan on tonight. So, Steph, lead the way, bud. So uh, we'll we'll lead with what I'm the king of and need to do still: uh, cleaning your desk. Oh. That's not cards. Where are the cards, though? Are those blank yeah. CDs? Do you have blank CDs on your desk? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, I thought I saw blank CDs. And then... Uh, oh, pop bottle. Same. A uh, thing with the little USB nubs. But, uh, no, cleaning your desk. Um, uh, perfect yes. time to do it. Um, there's no reason I need my dad's K-Bar on the desk here. Well, I don't even want to. Sh you know what? I'm going to show you. So, I, I one thing I've been trying to do. Oh, good lord! One thing <laughs> I've been trying to do is behind me. You always see this wall of cards, and um, I'm running out of stuff for the stuff that I actually want to hold on to because I was holding on to all these these base cards, and you know, for whatever reason. So I decided I'm going to sort them out all by team, fill flat rate boxes, and you know, hey collectors, if you want to cover the shipping, I'll send you the box. And, and I've gone through most of the the cards, but let me show you here what we're dealing with at the moment. I had to kind of clean Not up. Not a Pop-Tart. Um, so over here, all the lids, uh, the sorting, and all of these boxes down here sorted by teams. And then there's more over here. And then I also took on a collection um, this week as well that I'm going through, which was uh, – it wasn't a ton of stuff, but it was a, it was like 10 800-count boxes and a 3,200-count box. And I need to go through that. Uh, that was given given to me. So, mm. yeah, my I room with beautiful binders. What's up? The binder wall is beautiful. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, and I need to. I have to clean this one out behind me. I don't know. I think I'm going to get rid of the Legos because I need more space because I've I have more binders. <laughs> Keep the Lego. Lego is good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been so last night. I was sorting cards for so long. I binged all ten episodes of Lego Masters. All ten. We watched them over like a three-week period. And I, was oh, no, watch I watched them all in one night. We I watched the first one as a joke. Night. And I was just like, this is just something for Bentley to watch. He's six, whatever. And then before we know it, we're like, shh, shh, shh. Cut it out. Quit talking, guys. And you know, <laughs> my dad and I are diehard into it. And, and you know, it, it's impressive what you can do with Legos when you have a million dollars worth of Legos at your disposal. Yeah. I, I'm trying to encourage my son to be a Lego engineer over in Denmark. Yeah. No selfish reasons whatsoever. Could go Quite work impressive. at the Mall of America. Uh, so what's that, what's number two? What's number oh, two? Real quick, what you got? Always bring in Minnesota. No, nobody <laughs> likes Minnesota. Nobody wants to go to Minnesota. People for have anyone to to who hasn't been, they have an impressive Lego display at in so Legoland. I've been to Legoland, bro. That's where, you, and it's in San Diego. Oh, man. The weather's amazing every day of the year down there. Hey, you got. He's got Legoland on the back of himself. And Chris Carlin is Lego son is Le Ma mayor of Legoland. Yeah, come he on, is. dude. 
So anyway, now with Minnesota, what's number two? What's number two? Is we got way off topic. What is number two? Get organized. There we go. Let's get organized. That's like a let's go one B. Clear your desk and get organized. Let's do this. Get a database going. Find out what uh, what you got, what you want to collect, and and let's do this. I, I can't. I can't tell you as organized as I am how many times I buy the same thing twice. Well, hey, you know what the funny thing is? Is I finally got checklists done for all my Royals and all my Giants and my George Brett collection, and I've actually sorted all the monster boxes I had of Royals and Giants singles, and I've marked them off on the checklist. Now they're going into the binders, which is why I need more binder space. So I just think I need a bigger house at this point. You do. We should just buy a mansion together and well, hey, shove the kids and the wife in their own. Funny thing is this, you know, this happened. My wife and I were talking like we wanted to buy another house uh, and use my, the current house as a, as a rental property. The prices were so high, but now everything's coming down. So I'm kind of like, huh, huh, this might end up being a, a blessing in disguise in the long run for us. But anyway, let's get organized. I love it. I'm all, by, by the way, if you need to help getting organized, reach out to us or, or reach out to me. Don't reach out to staff so much. Yeah. Uh, look at this desk. Horrible. <laughs> Yeah, um, he's I, got CDs on there from 1994. I got some really, no, I got those some are really, downstairs. really great. He's got he's got Cheetos on there from 2007. Look at that. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I had my parents want. clean out their uh, cabinets downstairs, and we found a thing of uh, salad dressing that expired in 2015. Oh, that's nothing. Like that's just going straight in the garbage can. My, when my we used to play this game, we'd visit my grandma, and whoever could find the oldest thing, <laughs> she she moved in nineteen, uh, or I'm sorry, in uh, two thousand and one, the summer of two thousand. I'm sorry, the summer of two thousand. She moved. Mm. When they moved, they found things from the eighties that had expired. Well, when she moved out of that house. Uh, and and night and night, she lived there like 16, 17 years. They found stuff that expired in the in the 80s again. She'd moved yeah. it and still kept it. It was mostly uh, medicine, so I don't. What, I hope she wasn't years, taking it. Years ago, I'm working at Hostess, like 2010, 2011, and they were doing a reset of the uh, spice aisle, and they found a spice that had expired in 1988. And the thing is, you know, not only is it on the shelf, but spices, at least that one, had like a 20 year shelf life. So it literally had to be at that Bel Air since like like 1969. It was there before the moon landing. So did you <laughs> sell it on eBay? I, I should have grabbed it, man. That would have been awesome. But I was thinking, what if somebody had bought that? Yeah. You know, their paprika would have just been. <laughs> yeah. So what else is on this list is we're just like off the rails now. It's after dark. Continue to support card shops and, and dealers. Definitely. Um, I know our local shop does a thing where they I think twice or three times a week, they have a drive-by window uh, time frame set up. So if you want to buy a uh, product, uh, you come by at that point in time and um, you can, and basically they have a, you know, you call in and, and they'll shop for you, let they know what they have and they bring you up and all that stuff and you can grab and go. Yeah. Get into some online breaks. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I've been, I've walked a few people through some some you know breaks and point people towards Mojo Break and things for questions uh, about you know if you're you're new to the breaking, um, you know that era of the hot or that that you know side of the hobby. And from what um, I understand is that they're slamming, super busy. Oh yeah, it, it's really interesting to see. Uh, you know, I had predicted that this this you know the winter was here so to speak, and I just think people have so much time and disposable income at their disposal right now. 
um, especially with the stimulus checks that, that people have received already. And um, well, it's really interesting. My eBay store has been on fire this week, and I have nothing really spectacular up there. Uh, mostly it's just, you know, uh, I have parallels and, uh, you know, autos and relics and stuff, but nothing to write home about. And it's been just nonstop. It's been it's been crazy. So, what's number four? Number four, check out some online breaks. There we go. Hand in hand. Number five, make and update your wants and trade list. All right, we, we these are things we're doing. I, <laughs> number six, I feel like uh, flip through a binder, especially if they're pretty. Reassess you know, number seven. Reassess your collection. You know, flip it through a binder right I think, now. Uh, I I think you you know what's that drug high that this hobby gives us where we we find a card we need and then we get it and we catalog it however we choose to and if you put it in a binder or a box you kind of you forget about it and, mm -hmm. and we don't take enough time to appreciate what we already have and out of this whole article which i read twice and now we're going line by line kind of and i think that's the one that really resonated with me is like why shouldn't i just pull out my 2017 binder and just look through it and enjoy the A's team, you know, I, I, Justin Fowler autographs. I, I, I looked through an old prospect binder that had oh. Stanton and Haywards and Trouts and Harpers in it. And I found a 2011 Bowman Chrome uh, Trout in there. And then on the very back page, I found all of my little league cards. And I'm just like, oh, God, millions <laughs> of dollars I just found. Best prospect. I got Trout autos in there and Harper autos. And then I got me in there. And I'm just thinking, amazing. Crickets, yeah. really? Come on, Ryan. What's all you had were ace cards. No, I got I got all kinds of stuff you you salivate over. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's one of those that I, I have a real appreciation for the people who are su supremely dedicated, and w whenever they get a package or they get a new card or they finish off a set, they take videos or they put up a blog post. And, and, and you know, I, I guess I guess it's really one way of uh, sharing off what they have and uh, sh sharing the experience of. I was missing card number two hundred six from this set, and I finally got it in the mail, and now I have it, and here it is. And they put the video, and they just show them putting the card into the page. Right. Oh, I love it, that. It, 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 it's a more than just you know a, a dedicated. Um, maybe surgical uh, type where you just package, rip, rip cards. Okay, this one goes here, this one goes here, this one goes here, and it's off on the shelf. Forget about it. I have, I, I so I have a, I started doing this thing, and I, I don't know how it started. I, I think I got a PSA card in a trade of George Brett, one of his base cards. And it got me to thinking, like, well, why don't I do a run of all of his tops, um, flagship base cards, the the Hall of Fame, or the, uh, you know, the, the base card, the all-star card, or team leaders or whatever, like the, there's the Brett brothers card, um, whatever it happens to be and getting a PSA and, and a very smart collector once told me sell tens by nines. Mm -hmm. And so I think from 80 through, uh, 94, they're all nines. And before that, they're a mixture of sevens and eights, I believe. Um, my wife bought me the 75 and a seven for our first anniversary. And I was like, okay, that's, perfect it'll it's gonna it's great for me but i found the last card i needed was a 1991 tops uh george bread card 540 
and I finally found it this morning at 4:30 a.m. Uh, the kid, little girl, little girl woke me, woke us up, and so I was flipping through eBay. It had just popped. I bought it. It's going to be here uh, by the end of the week, and it's the last one I need. And I have them all on display, and uh, with my autograph bat, and I love it. And I felt so good to finally find it. It was like I have. My wife's like, how many of those 91, you know, I showed her the card. She goes, you have like 10 or 12 of these just right here. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I got to send it in and get a, get it graded and hope it gets a uh, a nine on it. Plus, it's going to cost me like 25, 30 bucks to even get it graded and down there and back. I could buy it for like $15 and yeah. I just waited out, found it. Uh, I think I paid six. I, it was a buy it now for $16.95 and I was like, done, done. Just let's complete this thing. I'm overextended to get a 91 tops George Brett. And, and there's nothing more satisfying. Like when you're flipping through the internet and you see like a really delicious like dessert that somebody is creating, go, man, that's awesome. I would love to bite that, right? I'd love to eat that. To me, it's the same thing when you see one of our friends on Twitter complete that set. And if they show you the video of them sliding that final card into that page, you're just like reaching oh. out crying like, my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I, I too would enjoy being able to do that with with one of my, you know, whether it's a personal or, you know, like a, a player rainbow or something like that or whatever it is, if, especially if it's a complete set, that's even more awesome. But I think we all can empathize and, and just, you know, can't wait for me to be that one to be able uh, is able to complete that set. So we're on seven. We have to get to 11. So what are the next couple ones? Steph? Do it. All right. Show off what, you've, what got. you've got. Awesome. Craft with cards. I did that for Robbie. I, I got a letter R from Hobby Lobby and I glued a bunch of 87 tops to it. And wrote a note on the back, and I used uh, uh, the only. You know what I should have done is I should have put a McGuire on there, and I did not. I have a Bo Jackson Future Stars card on there, uh, and a bunch of other All Star and, and Hall of Famers. I, uh, I kind of like the idea that Crack and Wax and a few others have done, where they get the logo man, the manufactured patch that are signed, and spelling out the name. That's cool. And, and yeah, those, are, those are fun. Yeah. Become a creator. Well, we did that two years ago. Yeah, we did. And there's a lot of our our, our friends. It seems like, you know, uh, seems Chris like everybody we've had on the show has a podcast. Yeah, CRT <laughs> CRT did did some. Uh, Mark Del Franco on on Twitter was talking about maybe I should do a podcast, and you know, I, I gave him a little bit of advice. I said, you know, if you decide to do a podcast, do it for you. Don't don't do it with the intent of having people listen. Or watch, just do it for you and have fun. Be true to yourself and, and what you collect and what you enjoy, because that's the only way you're going to be a unique creator. You know, if you're doing sure. it, hoping people are going to listen, or you start to cater to, you know, the masses, it's going to turn into something you don't want it to be. And you know, just have fun with it. Really, at the end of the day, have fun with it because it's a hobby. Well, we have so right? many articles, even if it's through Instagram and doing an Insta story, or it's on Periscope and posting a video of you ripping a pack or two, or showing off a box and it's just putting stuff out there, uh, doing a blog post and sharing it. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. it's one of those things and I, and I love it. I mean, it, there's so much inspiration that's out there that, uh, uh, that other people have sparked us to help do create, or we borrowed from, or we've done for them or anything like that. And it's just, it's so much fun to, to see somebody that, uh, that you've, you've met through this online world. Yeah. There really was how we all got together and, and it expands out to, to something more. So, yeah, there was our friend uh, Rev Collector on on Twitter. Uh, he collects Mets, and, and he's a, a reverend back in New York. And 
without getting religious, you know, I mean, that's what he does, right? He's, he's got faith in God and, and, and he did like an 11 minute video on his faith and, and he tied it into cards and, you know, like an 83 Daryl strawberry and what it meant to him and his relationship with his dad. And it was just like, wow, he gave his, his testimony. And it, what, what a neat way to create a, a YouTube video and, and, and tie it into personal stuff as well as tie it into the hobby all at the same time. So if you have a, a laptop or you got a phone, click record and, and just talk, upload it, share your thoughts. And there was uh, a video, and this was a month or three back, that uh, th those back pages put out, Eric, um, where, you know, you we never know truly, especially now it's kind of uh, pressing, but we never know truly how much time we have and what uh, how long we're going to stay in the hobby or how long we can keep up the hobby that, you know, if you record something, put it out, and if it only lasts a year, hey, at least you, your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids have something that potentially they can go back and listen to and see, well, that's what my grandfather was doing in 2020 yeah. during the whatever I, you want to call this. Yeah, I, I wrote a novel a few years back, and, and I'd love to get it edited and, and find it. You know, it's a way to get published, and, and it, it, it was awesome to write it. It was cathartic, and if nobody ever reads it outside of my wife and my parents and my kids, at least it's a legacy piece that, that I can give to them and say, listen, Hey, dad wrote this. And, and hopefully you find something in there that you, you know, you have a piece of me when I'm dead and gone. And so, yeah, Hey, we all, we all, it, it, there's no so, such thing as too much content. You know, it may not be for everybody and that's fine. Um, but create, you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, last one here, stay in touch. So, yeah, in, in reaching out and uh, and the thing is, is just checking in on somebody. If it's sending them a quick text or a DM, like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm thinking about you today. Um, hope all's well." You might get a spark conversation. I did that with a friend uh, that I hadn't talked to in a while and was having some rough times. No one knew about, and we we talked we we talked on the phone for a little bit, and um, it, it was really great. And I think uh, we both left that conversation feeling better and. Uh, you know, kind of renewed uh, our friendship, and uh, it just—it's awesome. So, I mean, you know, that's—I mean, you might not have a collector that lives in your town that you know or next, you know, that you can reach out to. But online, man, there's so many of us to to reach out and and make it. I mean, that's how I met all you guys. I mean, there's you know, without Twitter or anything, who knows how I, if I'd even be in this hobby. And. Um, oh. It's such an incredible article, Ryan. What was the inspiration behind wanting to write this piece? Uh, we were stuck at home. <laughs> it, it was one of those. I, I don't know. Some days it just hits me. There's nothing that I feel that, or there's less pressing days sometimes, and. Uh, I think part of it was where a we were heading into an unknown time. Uh, B, I've been living the quarantine life for the last ten years. I work from home, so just kind of some of my own experiences of um, what it's like being home a lot and just making good of it. Like kind of one of the ways that I like to live life is just uh, how do you make the best of something? So if something's gonna suck, well, make it suck a little bit less or, you know, 
that'll turn your frown right upside down mentality of, of things. Um, you know, I think while I would love to be able to go out and do things again, I think there's been a lot of blessings involved um, with, with being home, you know, just being around my family more, even though my kids are teenagers and they just want to play video games and between Fortnite and Animal Crossing, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, 18 on the, but I can hear them talking like this whole weekend was my two kids bonding over Animal Crossing and just hearing them giggle and talk about Tom Nooks and whatever thing I, whatever the currency is. And I, I don't yes. get it. I don't get it, but I know the, the tone of voice that they have when they're happy. And I know that they're best friends. And as they get older, it's harder to find those moments. So, yeah. you know, if we didn't have this, we'd be running around town all day trying to get from point A to point B and whatever event was going on that day. We don't have those now. So we're home all night and it just being together as a family is good. And, you know, finding time for your collect life is so busy now. Um, for me, a lot of collecting is just amassing things and you don't really get to enjoy it. So I think maybe part of it was the reflection that way. I, I can't say, I don't know why I wrote it. It just great piece. Probably uh, shower. Uh, I'm telling you. It, it is now, now real quick, if we can do a quick follow-up, we had a question earlier in the YouTube chat from our, our listener, see it in. What's one or two of your favorite articles that you've written in the past? Uh, 32 fashion choices gone wrong in 1992 Bowman baseball was one of them. I think that's the title. It just, I, I like, I love goofy cards. So really weird, funny cards that, uh, yes, that's the one right there. That is the most beautiful card ever. And, uh, I, I just like looking at weird stuff and having fun with it. Like I really do come at collecting from the fun side. Um, that, so. that belt action, I remember doing that. That was the coolest thing you could do back in the day with the little uh, rope belt thing, yeah. It's like- And it's I'm like, looking at the sneakers. I want those sneakers now. Yeah, it, it's like, uh, uh, what is that? Um, oh God, the picture place, like the picture people meet Bowman, right? Like. Uh, it's all glamour shots. There we go. He needs Bowman. So there, there's there. I just scrolled through it. There's one person that I believe was part of that set, uh, Mike Rossiter, who was with the A's at the time, and I'm friends with him on Facebook. And I I found one in a box I was going through not not maybe two three weeks ago, and I said, Hey Mike, check this out. And he's like, I got something for you. He responds with a picture in his closet. He still has the T-shirt from the card. That's awesome. <laughs> You should try and uh, collect as many sweaters as you can from this set. That's that our new amazing that's, that's collection. Our, <laughs> you know what's funny is Todd Jones is probably still wearing this, by the way. Because remember he played for the Astros? Yeah, he always looked oh, black jeans, white to the jersey. Dude, no, scroll back, scroll back. Look at the shoes. The Reebok <laughs> pump right there. Yeah. He, by the way, does that not look like Jerry Seinfeld just with the outfit? You know, the yep. black jeans, the white tint, the white shoes. Yeah, the polo. Yeah, looking sharp. Or, or as I just call it, that's the dad look right there with yeah, the top right. of the shirt and the white shoes. So let's let's throw Rivera aside for a minute. How many of those guys really even – I mean, Buford was in the majors for a little while. I mean, most of these guys are no names nowadays. I mean, 
Blauser was in the, the media for a Wade, while. Not many of these guys make it to begin with. So yeah, Urbina. Look at Urbina him. Was there. I on here at some point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a handful that outside of, of course, Rivera. But uh, now that that's an awesome set. They need to bring that back. That's what we need in 2020. Tops update. We need a throwback to 92 Bowman. They did. I think like, and you know what? I'm going to take credit for this, even though I'm sure a bunch of people suggested it. I think it was 2016. There, there's my Photoshopping uh, pinnacle right there. It doesn't get better than that. Um, I remember they were asking for ideas for what they wanted in Bowman, uh, I think for 2017. And I'm like, dude, you got to throw it back to 92. And they did an insert set with, Mm-hmm. You know, current guys in goofy out, at least not all of them were, but uh, I think Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant definitely. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> pretty sure I saw this guy on an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> I, oh. I just rewatched Oz and he looks like a guy that could like take anyone out. I love that show. That's one of my all time favorite shows. So if you're, if you're listening and, and, and not watching the, the YouTube uh, feed, you definitely have to check out Ryan's piece from nine, oh, was it, uh, 2015, right? It was a long time ago. That that was a Saturday or a Friday afternoon piece of I'm just ready for the weekend. And if you type in 1992 Bowman fashion, I don't think you're going to get many uh, results. I, I actually did realize recently uh, the 92 or 93 uh, stadium club update, whatever set, has some very similar photos. But I think it might be the Jeter year, so I haven't picked it up yet. Looks like at least 2015. Yeah, I think that's what it came up. Yeah, that would be about right. Uh, yeah, it came up when I did a quick Google search. It looks like it was from September 10th, 2015. Yeah, I also dropped the link in the chat, too. Yeah, and we'll probably tweet that out tomorrow. You're going to have to take a look at it, read through it, because it's fun just to go back in time and uh, see what, what fashion looked like back in the, the post say by the Bell years. You know, that was preset by the bell, or right well, in. That was the save yeah. by the bell era. Yeah, because save by the bell came out in '89. So yeah, it was was about what their junior year, probably. Yeah, this this is all my junior high school. I had at least three of these shirts, I'm sure, wearing to junior high dances. But did you have the re uh, touch responsive T-shirts? Yeah, I did actually. I had one. <laughs> it lasted two days, and then my mom threw it in the dryer, and it was dead. <laughs> I may or may not have forgiven her for that. This is this is an epic article because even if you're not familiar with this, you can go back and enjoy the lunacy between what we thought was cool back then, the, the clothes, the haircuts, the, the crew cuts. You know, that's awesome. It was another one that another one that was uh, as fun for you that uh, that you enjoyed. Uh, there was one that I dug up on 1997 Metal Universe. Um, you know, the, wow, magic of internet. Um, <laughs> this one came to mind as soon as I thought of the, the Bowman one. And it's just, again, looking at weird cards. It's like, there's a story behind these and this one we get to make up and, uh, like, yeah. Why is there a beehive on his hand? That's weird. Is it a beehive? I think that one's a bee. They, and that's not even the weirdest one. So I, I tend not to take baseball cards seriously. They're baseball cards and let's enjoy them for what they are. That's so the Kool-Aid man. 
That's what I did. I mention the I didn't mention the Kool Aid Man. That's an oh yeah. That's what I love about baseball cards too. You know, they're they're fun. You know, it, we need more of the caricature cards and more of the. Uh, there was an insert I think last year in one of the sets. I forget which one it was that had like posters on the walls and and uh, it was a short print set. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you want it, if you want a nice eight by ten of a player, cool, you can go get one. But if you're collecting baseball cards, why not have them be fun and unique and different? I bought an old '93 uh, uh, Milk Bone Mark McGuire the other day, and it has him with two of his dogs. And yep, I, I showed Heather, and I was like, "Look, this is probably going to be one of your favorite cards because she loves dogs." And, and, and I'm like, "She goes, oh, that's so cool." And I, I didn't have the heart to tell her that. You know, that was 27 years old, so I'm sure those dogs are long gone. But uh, what a a neat card because it's different. Yeah, and the yeah, sweaters you know? in that set or something else, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the it, best it, sweater set of all time. His yeah. long golden locks and stuff like that. It's like that that card is so hideous. Um, but it's also neat. And and as a Maguire collector and an Ace collector, it was a must-have. And it was super cheap, so I took it off my checklist the other day and got it and it's fun, just like the Denny's hologram ones were fun, and and you know the beef jerky cards were fun, and the the old non licensed cereal cards. The amount of Captain Crunch I had to eat to put together a thirty card set that you were never going to get because a couple of those cards were regional. Oh, you, you wait know? until you pull an autograph out of a box, and your mom keeps buying you the same dang cereal, thinking that lightning's going to strike strike twice. Oh, who'd you get? <laughs> Joe Carter, nineteen ninety four. That's all right, though. That was that was good back then. That was really it's it's in a uh, one of the screw down holders that's like three inches thick still, and it yes. will never get taken out of there. And uh, it, it's the sentimental favorite in my collection, even though I'm not a Jays fan. Respect him, respect Joe Carter. Um, but getting an, your first autograph card out of a box of cereal that's that was awesome. pretty cool. I can still tell you my my first. Um, Autograph card I remember pulling was in football in '96. Skybox autographics, Hunt, Hunter Goodwin, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Sounds like and a I, WWE wrestler from yeah. The and I didn't even know they had autographs back. I mean, when I was you know it was like a newest thing, and it was like oh there was actual autograph. And then I opened a, some more, and I got a David Lafleur autograph for the Cowboys. I was like, what? <laughs> Just give me all the the backup tight ends I could get. He was supposed to be the next Jay Novacek, wasn't he? And then Novacek Big, never. Well, he was. He, yeah, he never really obtained. I was six seven playing tight end. Played at LSU. I think he just was was too big to play. And uh, you know, plus then I, Aikman I, was all done. And so. yeah, well, and Aikman was never really because I remember I remember Lafleur got drafted really high in in my fantasy football league like three years in a row, based on potential. He was always ranked like in the top ten, just because of him being a cowboy or some stupid thing, and he never panned out. Best best fans to have in a fantasy football league, cowboy fans. Yeah, cowboy and Raider guys. Fans. They yeah. always draft their guys. It's like, this is stupid. Thank you. Dick Briscoe, number one. Yeah. Woo. David Carr. Congrats. So you just fun. lost. Yeah. Thanks for do- thanks for your donation. Uh, any, anything else before we head out tonight? Uh, Ryan, you have anything you want to share? Or anything big coming up? No, not that I can. Uh, I would like to say so, but we went through the the calendar uh, 
you know, yeah. uh, I'm stuck in my house for a couple more weeks at least. And uh, the excitement for me was sneaking out to the drive-thru to get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so right. isn't that not been like, I, I, I've done that a couple of times where I've been the first guy at the Starbucks across the street from my house, like about six in the morning. Uh, <laughs> like I'll surprise my wife and, you know, it's like this, this tastes so good. Like, I forget what Starbucks tastes like. That yeah. would be my office three days a week before. Yeah. And... They walk oh. in, it's all Ryan, kind of like Norman Cheers. And... <laughs> right. No, then I never go back. As soon as I get recognized, I stop going to a place. It's not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't know if that's normal, <laughs> but if I get the sense that they that I'm a regular, I stop. I have enough choices. <laughs> I will go elsewhere and be anonymous. Yeah. I, I I used to get recognized at this Chinese restaurant up the street from where I worked, and they they got my name off my my card right when they swiped it. But they they like, hey Ben, and I'm just like, God, I eat here too much. Yeah, there's a subway shop here in Arlington that um, me and Angela can literally walk in, and the guy's like, number ten, double meat, no, uh, not the uh, specialty thing, and she wants the number eleven, single. Wait. When I when I had my coffee shop, we didn't know anybody's name, but we could tell you what you drank. You know, if you oh, yeah. if you were ten feet away from from us, you're walking towards us. We would get your drink going before you even got there. Yeah, we had people we had we had people flagging us down like, no, I'm going to order something different this time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 when I worked at we had we had a Starbucks that knew quite a few of us by name, and we'd walk in the door, and it was already started as we were walking in. So. Um, Guys, any final thoughts before we head out tonight? It's uh, been a great, fun show. Um, check out the Hobby Hotline this Saturday. Uh, it sounds like we might have Tracy. We should have Tracy Hackler on. It sounds like uh, everything's going well. Steph, you got anything, bud? Not uh, not, not really. Uh, stay safe. And uh, Ryan, uh, Whataburger's on us next time you're down. Okay. Might be a while, but yeah, cool, uh, of course. Okay, then. Right, right. If I if right. I want the Chick Fil A, is Chick Fil A an option too? Chick Fil A is an option. All, All right. right then, Ryan. When you're in Sacramento, coming to see <laughs> Chef and I, In and Out Burgers on Chef. Uh, well, hey, by the way, here. I think I'm making a road trip. <laughs> in and Out and Chick Fil A on 80 and Madison in the same parking lot, so you could get like one thing, a drink from or fries from one, a burger from another, whatever. We could you know get wild, mix them. Whoa, I got a band at seat seven. There's plenty of room for social distancing while we eat our, our burgers. I think the last, people, you know, quick, the last um, people that were in that van have never been seen. So um, <laughs> remember, we're live, live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific and Central. Uh, make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. Last week, we were at like uh, 481 subs on YouTube. I think someone I was, mentioned before uh, we're like, our show, I, I think we're like four short. Yeah, we're like four short of five hundred. So nice. Oh, we, we also so, had a give. We also had the giveaway of, of the lucky card. We can push that till next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sorry, I forgot to put that in the notes, and because we were yeah. having such an awesome guest on, I wanted to make sure we had time. We'll do that with Dub next week. Um, remember, he's going to come and hang out, talk NFL draft with us, and with the prospects land and uh, what that was like. Um, follow us on Twitter about the cards. Follow Ben at our trading cards. Follow Stefan at Junk Wax Twins. Follow Ryan at Trader Cracks. And check out his articles on Beckett.com. You can always follow me at Big Chef 79 We're a pot. Make sure to share your hobby stories and great polls and send your questions our way. Keep collecting, and we will see you all next week. Have a good weekend, guys. Yeah.